In your Bibles now tonight, would you turn to Matthew chapter 9? Matthew chapter 9. Boy, if you missed... Um, <clears throat> if you missed, my mind just went back blank. Maybe you didn't miss anything. <laughs> Larry and Kathy's session yesterday on the stones. Man, what a nugget. When the children of Israel came across the Jordan River, there were two sets of stones set up. One on the shore and one in the middle of the, the waters. Of course, the waters came back over those stones and he pointed out that uh, there are things we ought to remember and things we ought to forget. One was a remembrance, and the other one was things to forget. So uh, I just uh, I appreciated that so much, and uh, their, their presentation. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 9 and verse 2 now. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, Lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the, the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemous. Uh, Jesus, and Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. Verse 7, And he arose and departed to his house. Our lives are sometimes one surprise and a and problem after another. Uh, Job, the first patriarch, said it this way, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And we can echo that and say with Job, amen, uh, that is true. It is so easy to become downhearted in our day and age, and it was then too. It's so easy to become fatalistic, like Dark Cloud in the comic strip. Uh, if, it ha if it has to happen to someone, it'll happen to me. Have you ever said that? Uh, don't, don't smile, I'll know who you are. Uh, it's so easy to say, oh well, who cares after all? What will happen next to us? I mean, and the anticipation is, uh, we're going to have something else. Everything's going to pile on. And so, uh, and while this is a pessimistic and negative thinking and talking, which of us hasn't thought that way a time or two? What we really need as believers facing struggles is a word of hope and a lift. And that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus Christ, while he was on earth, spoke these encouraging words that we need to hear. The words, be of good cheer. And he did it on five different occasions. The first time, here in our text, he spoke to the man sick of the palsy. And palsy is a muscular condition characterized by tremors 
and paralysis. In this story, this man's friends carried him into the presence of Jesus. Not going to get into the details of the story. And the man was bedfast, but he had a worse problem than the palsy. The man was physically trembling, yes, but he was troubled by the awareness of his own sin. And we ought to be troubled by the awareness of our sin too. And uh, it ought to start that way. And then we ought to get saved. And then we ought to be troubled as believers if we engage in some sin. But Jesus says to this guy, be of good cheer. I've got an answer for you. We look at another case, and, and we're going to come back to this. Uh, we look at another case in Matthew 9 and verse 22, if you'll slip over there, just uh, same chapter. The woman with the issue of blood, and she had suffered physical pain and ostracism with this disease for 12 long years, but she heard that Jesus was coming by her way, and so she had broken through the crowd and touched him, and virtue went out of him. How many of you remember that? Sure you do. And uh, look at Christ's words in verse 22. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Well, the, that word comfort is the same word translated cheer. Be of good comfort or be of good cheer. Jesus gave her encouraging words in her health struggle. That's, uh, we need to hear this. Um, again, Matthew 14 and verse 27. I'm still in the introduction. You're in trouble tonight. <clears throat> in this case, Jesus enters the path of the disciples in 1427. They were currently in the midst of their difficulties, which had arisen because they had obeyed him. They were in the path of obedience, doing what God told them to do, and here it comes. Verse 24, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with winds, well, I'm sorry, with waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And as they looked up from their toiling, they were terrorized. And you would be too, and I would be, by this strange sight of somebody walking on the sea. And Jesus is walking on those stormy waves, and just then... Look at what Jesus tells them in verse 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Well, I thank God for Christ's kind words and mercies to us in our discouraging and exasperating moments. Amen. And he will do the same for us. The fourth time he spoke these words, is when the disciples were facing Christ's permanent departure. You can go to uh, John chapter 16 and verse 33, please. John 16, 33. They faced the prospect of losing their leader and their best friend. 
they would soon have to face the antagonism of the world without Jesus there with them, and it would be the end of an era of them walking on the face of the earth with Jesus. They pondered their own weakness and the fear of dealing with the future in those times of weakness, and then Jesus addresses their fears. In verse 33, John 16, These things have I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, sure, but be of good cheer. What? I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Christ's message to his people is constantly be of good cheer. You're facing something uh, ahead that you're unsure of or that you're, you're not really looking forward to. Be of good cheer, he says. We'll see what that means in just a moment. Look at Acts chapter 23. We have the fifth time. God's servant, Paul, is in prison. He's rescued from the mob just yesterday, threatened by a new conspiracy tomorrow, troubled by the force of circumstances, hindering his ministry. And the Lord stood with him in that prison and said in, in Acts 23 and verse 11, And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. I want you to see that in whatever situation and challenge that you face, Christ is saying to you, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Notice in each of these stories, the central fact is not the trouble that these dear ones are facing, but rather it is the fact that Christ arrives just in time to quell their fears and to bring a calm peace to their situation. It's all about Jesus. He comes on the scene, you see. To the man sick of palsy, he said, be of good cheer. To the woman with the issue of blood, be of good comfort, which means cheer. To the disciples in the storm, he said, be of good cheer. Uh, to the disciples pondering the, uh, the loss of their leader and the antagonism of the world, he said, be of good cheer. To the man in prison, a servant of the Lord Paul, hindered in his ministry from what he had planned, he said, be of good cheer. Now tonight we want to look at this phrase and tear it apart and learn something of what Christ meant as we consider that phrase, be of good cheer. Let's start with prayer. Dear kind Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for our lives and that when things come up in our life, and they will and they do all the time, every time, our Lord and Savior says, be of good cheer. I pray, oh God, that you'll help us to understand that tonight. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, to the meaning and the depth of that meaning to us so that we can be of good cheer in all of our situations and we'll trust you for it. If there's one that's lost tonight, 
I pray that you'd save that soul. If there's one tonight that's still, uh, even with all the teaching and preaching, is still there's a there's a barb and there's a there's something that's holding them back. I pray tonight, Lord, that they can find the cheer. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. In these five cases, we'll make three observations tonight. Number one, the nature of Christ's calls. The nature of it. In each case, he said, be of good cheer. But what did he mean when he said that? Cheer indicates a result. A result rather than a cause or a duty. He isn't saying... It's your duty to put a smile on your face. It's your duty in whatever you're going through to be cheerful. If you'll only be cheerful, everything will work out. He's not saying that. That's not the message. He didn't command them to be cheerful in the face of their trouble. Come on, come on, Christian, buck it up. That's not what he's saying here. That's not his spirit, and that's not the message He never told men to smile in times of agony. He never made light of their crisis like that. No, Christ is saying that cheerfulness ought to be your outcome of the current situation. Rather, he called men to an attitude of soul that would make cheerfulness possible, an attitude that would make cheerfulness possible. When we properly face the problems of life by trusting the Lord in them, he can bring cheer. We don't have to work it up. He can bring it to us. It's all wrapped up in the meaning of the word cheer. So let's look at that. The word cheer means, you ready? Means courage. Courage. Strong's Concordance, number 2292, Tharseo. I know nothing about the Greek, but I wanted to impress you, you know. (laughs) But 2292 means to have courage. That makes sense, doesn't it? It means do the courageous thing in your situation. Do have courage. Do the courageous thing. The Lord didn't say to forget your trouble and uh, just do anything. No, when he addressed the man with the sin, the with, and palsy, but more importantly the sin, when he addressed the desperate woman who needed healing, when he addressed the disciples who were toiling in a life-threatening situation, when he addressed the disciples again, in a fearful situation, when he addressed the servant in prison, he suggested to them that they could and should face their turmoil with courage. And when you do that, he'll bring the cheer. In 1 Chronicles chapter 19, go there with me. 1 Chronicles chapter 19 and verse 13. Brother Harry, thank you for the water once again. You're a faithful servant. We appreciate it. 1 Chronicles 19.13 says, 
something very similar to what I just explained. It says, 1913, First Chronicles, Old Testament, Be of good courage, and let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God, and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. Here's our battle cry with courage. I'm a soldier in the army of my God. Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are the weapons of my warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience and tried by adversity and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army and I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army or at the rapture or I'll die in this army, but I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. Amen. Uh, I'm faithful and reliable and capable and dependable. If my God needs me, I'm there. If he needs me to teach Sunday school, uh, to teach children, work with youth, help with adults, or just sit and learn, I'll be there. Uh, he can use me because I'm there. I'm a soldier. I'm not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed, or pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me to do what God wants me to do. I'm a soldier. I'm not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building up his kingdom. No one uh, has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, uh, or, uh, well, I don't know about candy, uh, <laughs> or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot have my feelings hurt uh, um, bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out ahead. I will win. I'm a soldier. My God has and will continue to supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will triumph. I can do all things through Christ. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army and I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I'm a soldier marching heaven bound. Glory to God. That's a battle cry right there.
Courage. That's what it means. Now, to the sick of the palsy, whose conscience was troubled by his sin, Jesus was saying, don't be afraid. Be of good courage. Be of good cheer. Take heart. There is a solution to your sin problem. If you're here without Christ, there is a solution that he made possible on the cross for your sin problem. Be of good courage. To the woman suffering and destitute with her health problem, who didn't know what to do, he was saying, have no fear. Be full of courage. Trust me. The disciples were used to fishing on the Sea of Galilee. They were veteran fishermen. They knew the weather trends, and they knew better than uh, to be caught out in a storm in the middle of the sea. They knew better than that, but they were there, and they were obeying Christ in being there, and they got caught in that storm, and Jesus came to them and said, Be of good cheer, meaning courage. Face it with courage. Don't panic. Later, a group of some of the same disciples in the upper room, full of ambitions and dreams, as you are and I am, were now being threatened by the opposition. They had made it through as long as Jesus was there. But now they faced it all without Christ. Jesus was giving his farewell address he had told them not to fear <clears throat> them that can kill the body and have no more that they can do in Luke chapter 12. But, you know, we all have problems of moving from theory to practice. We all have problems of, worry, of uh, moving from words to reality and from teaching to experience. How secure would you be if when you need an operation, you ask the surgeon, a doc, how many times have you performed this procedure? And he says, well, um, I really never have operated at all, but I have studied about it for a long time. I have some wonderful books on the topic. And so the disciples feared, in spite of his warnings and instruction, but now he comforts them by saying, be of good cheer. He's really saying, you can do it. You can do it. Be of good courage. Face the opposition with courage. Paul was a man with great drive and purpose. We know that Paul was burdened to go to the center of the world at that time, which was Rome, and evangelize. He had that desire to do that, strong desire. But now reality set in as he sat in a Jerusalem jail uh, he, that he probably would never make it to Rome. He had barely been rescued yesterday when they came at him. And those who conspired against him were committed to get him even if it meant their death. They had signed a, a contract that we will uh, not eat and we don't care if we die, we're going to get uh, Paul. It's amazing that Paul was not grieved because of his own inconvenience in the prison. It wasn't about that. 
Rather, he could only think of the hindrance this would be to his ministry and getting to Rome. His vision was to reach more in Rome. And that night, God spoke to him and said, be of good cheer. In other words, be of good cheer. There's nothing to fear. Amen. I like that. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Right. Be of good courage. Stick it out. So, and, and God brought him to Rome subsequently. So Jesus told each of them to be of good cheer, meaning to take courage. The nature of his call was to take courage. Number two, the extent of his call. Did you notice these five instances illustrate the whole realm of the Christian life? Um, in Matthew 9 and verse 2, once again, what Jesus gives uh, as a reason to be of good cheer. He said, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Amen. That's a reason to be of good cheer. Uh, and that's pointing to our salvation. If you're here without Christ and you would come to him for forgiveness, you'd find that same cheer guaranteed Jesus dealt with his sin, and therefore, be cheerful, or take cheer, take courage, make that decision tonight. Don't worry, uh, God will bring you the cheer through Christ. We begin our Christian life with forgiveness of sin uh, when we receive Christ as Savior. Jesus can cheer us even though we are burdened because of our sin. The reason that he can is that he conquered sin for us on the cross. He paid our sin debt, so he is able to offer us forgiveness. Therefore, have courage to come to him tonight. In our lives, secondly, we face times of physical suffering. We all do. This body is deteriorating. It is the way it is. And it did for that woman with the issue. But Christ offers a reason to be of good cheer even when our body doesn't feel good. The woman had reached out and touched him and the Bible says that he perceived that virtue left him. Look up the word virtue and you'll find out that it derives from the word meaning dynamite. Dynamite. That is, his TNT power met her need and came between her and her physical need. He gave courage, comfort, and cheer to those facing physical challenges. He is able. He is able. We can't forget that. Thirdly, the disciples toiling in the ship faced the grave danger of the investment, their investment in their uh, fishing work and also their lives. This means, uh, speaks of the many times that you and I face life-threatening situations. Even here, Christ says, be of good cheer. Uh, disciples huddled in the upper room with Jesus. However, they were in fear of not being able to manage their situation, and they faced, they, they faced looking ahead with Christ leaving them wonder if you ever feel like you can't manage the situation or it looks like you're not going to be able to. We all do from time to time. 
and you feel inadequate. We all do from time to time. To you, Christ says, be of good cheer. I mean, be of good, it means courage. You can make it through. Paul didn't, couldn't see how God would accomplish what he had put in Paul's heart to do in Rome. He's in Jerusalem, can't get out of jail. Everybody's after him. He faced the death of a vision in that prison cell with his accusers. Everything looked impossible. And we too find detour signs and red lights and traffic backed up in our lives, seeming to block what we thought was the will of God. But to you, Jesus says, as he said to Paul, be of good cheer. Jesus is saying, I'm in control. I got it. I can see. It's, it's not passing me by what's happening to you. This is amazing to me. Was there six, eight billion people on the earth? And what's happening to me, he knows. He knows what I say. He knows what I'm thinking. Even the thoughts in Psalm 139, my thoughts are on his mind. And so he's saying, I know what you're going through, son. I know what you're going through, daughter. And I'm on the scene. I'm on top of it. Take courage. From the beginning of our Christian lives to our dying breath, Christ intends for us to be of good cheer. And he intends for us to know he's there. Because... Life has many unpleasant experiences. He keeps reminding us in every situation to be of good cheer. Finally tonight, not only the nature of the call and the extent of the call, but I want you to see the fulfillment of his call. How does he expect us to obey him in this matter? I mean, how can I come to the point of being of good cheer in my circumstance? And everybody's got a different circumstance here. How can I be of good cheer in the circumstance I'm in? I think I know the answer. Just as these people did in these five situations, we must have, number one, a clear vision of the Lord. I don't mean something way up here. I'm talking about that we can see him in our situation. The Lord appeared to each of these five groups or people, and they recognized who he was. And we need to be aware of who he is. And we need to be aware of his nearness to us, that he's speaking to us. You don't get that by watching TV. You don't get it by playing video games and, and surfing on the web. You become aware of his nearness when you draw near to him. You draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. You become aware of it when you're drawing near to him. You do that through your devotions, your Bible reading, your Bible study. We've been studying about and church. Church where we're with the brethren. Church where we hear the truth of the word of God preached. So we have to have a clear vision of the Lord. We ought to do the things that will help us with that. Number two, 
We must hear the voice of Jesus. This is the only way that we can expect cheer or courage for our situation. Uh, consider with me the five examples again. The man with palsy believed and had his sins were uh, forgiven when he saw Jesus and heard Jesus. The woman with the issue saw Jesus and reached out and touched him and later heard him talk to her. Uh, the disciples toiling in the storm, they saw Jesus and that wasn't enough. They really went bonkers when they saw him. They were really uh, stirred up and thought they'd seen a ghost and they were troubled. However, they were calmed down when they heard him say, It is I, be not afraid. The disciples, fearing life without Jesus, were helped along when they saw Jesus and heard his soothing words. Paul wasn't relaxed until the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him. In our day, you hear from God every time you read the Bible. If you're paying attention to what you're reading, you'll hear from God. And every time you hear preaching, you'll hear from God and you'll hear his word. And that allows you then to see him for who he is. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Would you go there please? Hebrews 12, 2. Looking, here it is, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the only way that we can expect to run the race that is set before us with patience. It is for us to look to Jesus. We need to see Jesus in our life, in our circumstance. Finally, if you find his cheer, you can pass it on to somebody else. First of all, you need a clear vision of the Lord. That's the pattern that we see. You need to hear from the Lord, but then you can pass that cheer on. Look at Acts chapter 27, 25 again. Paul found God's cheer. Jesus spoke to him when he was in prison, and he found God's cheer. But later on, he was on a ship in a typhoon, and he told others about that. In Acts 27 and verse 25 now, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Huh. Paul's saying the same thing Jesus said. That's what we ought to be saying to people. We ought to be saying what we have found that Jesus told us in our trial. For I believe God that it, was, that it shall be even as it was told me. Now look down in the same chapter, 27, Acts, to verse 36. Those people got a hold of that thought and they took his advice. And the Bible says, then were they all of Huh, good cheer, Amen. courage, and they also took some meat. So I'd like to close the message tonight with these thoughts. 
If you're here with a medical dilemma, Christ says, look at me. Listen to me. Be of good cheer. Be courageous to trust me with your situation. If you're here with a family situation that's nerve-wracking, seems unsolvable, doesn't look like there's an answer, Christ is saying the same. He's saying, look at me. Listen to me. Be of good cheer. Take courage. I see your problem. It hasn't gone unnoticed. You're not alone facing that family situation. You can make it. I'll help you. If you're here facing a job situation or major changes in your life, those usually make us a little bit unsettled. In fact, not a little bit. Usually makes us a lot unsettled. But Jesus says, look at me. Listen to me. Be of good cheer. Trust me. I'm right here with you. If you're struggling to do the will of God again, Christ has the same message. Look at me. Hear me. Be of good cheer. Step out by faith. Do it. And you'll be able to show others, like Paul did, how to be of good cheer when they face life's crisis. The message of hope and encouragement that Christ gives to each of us tonight in any situation we're in is be of good cheer. Thank you for joining us by way of the internet today. We're so glad that you were able to be with us, and we pray that the service was a blessing to your heart. Even though the sermon is over, our service is not over. At the end of our service, we give an opportunity for people to respond and come to an altar and pray over what God dealt with them about. Sometimes people come to call upon Christ and to be saved. Others come to make a decision for Christ regarding their Christian lives. Others come to call out to the Lord about special needs and situations in their lives. Maybe God has dealt with you today about some specific area of your life. I invite you to make an altar right there in your home, a quiet time before the Lord where you pray to Him and respond to Him about what He has spoken to you about. If you made a decision for the Lord today, we would be glad to hear about that decision and or answer any questions you have today about the message that was preached. You can contact us by way of email at info at mountziononline.org or by way of phone at 717-927-9227. Again, we thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to you joining us again for our live stream weekly on Sundays at 1045 a.m. and on Sunday evenings at 645 p.m. If we can meet a need in your life, please do not hesitate to contact us. Thank you. And God bless you.